To understand the reasoning for putting this law into effect so suddenly calls for a little background first, starting with the introduction of electronic cigarettes. The first commercially successful e-cigarette was produced by Han Lick in Beijing, China in 2003. Lick created the device an inspiration from his father, who was a heavy smoker and died of lung cancer. He viewed the device as a mechanism for helping smokers quit without stripping them of nicotine right away. The main components of an e-cigarette are nicotine, propylene, glycol, carcinogens, flavorings, and other chemicals. The device uses a battery to heat up a specific liquid, which creates an aerosol for users to inhale. In 2015, the American company Juul created their own line of e-cigarettes as an alternative and safer choice for adult smokers. However, with their colorful campaigns and sleekness of the Juul itself, the device soon found its way to a younger generation across the nation. By 2018, concerns were growing on the safety of using these devices, especially for teenagers. In October of 2019, Juul stopped selling their last flavored pods, Mint, shown to be the most popular among teens. This gave them only tobacco and menthol flavors left to sell. As more action took place with the crisis of teenage addiction, tensions rose and thus came the biggest halt of all. With the start of a new year and a new decade also came the change of a lifetime. Businesses, store owners, employees, and young smokers took the biggest hit when the new smoking law was signed into effect, leaving young people and business owners in shock. Manager of Bloomington Smoke Time, Brayton Phillips, spoke with me about his reaction to what happened, including the short amount of time his business had to prepare, stating that the law was, quote, sprung on us, end quote. Phillips listed the effects that the law had on their business within weeks of being in place, including sales dropping and angry customers who had been going to their stores regularly before. Phillips also stated his concerns for some young adults. He said it was difficult to see 18-year-olds show their army IDs and not be able to sell to them because they are now underage. Phillips said, quote, you can sign up for the military as an 18-year-old kid and serve our country, but now you can't buy a pack of smokes, end quote. Regardless of Phillips's opinion on the law change, he goes on to say how he believes that in the long run, things will turn around, saying, quote, I think as time goes on, we will be fine. As of now, it's slow, but it will pick up, end quote. The new smoking law has already been passed federally by the U.S. Senate, co-sponsored by U.S. Senator Todd Young from Indiana. However, Indiana is looking to pass a separate law to increase the legal state age from 18 to 21 immediately with specific restrictions as well. According to America's health rankings, Indiana is currently ranked as 44th in the country for the number of daily tobacco users. The Indiana House Bill 1006 explains the law in detail, pushing for regulations such as a requirement of 21 years of age to purchase any tobacco products, electronic vaping devices, vaping liquids, cartridges, and more. A vital component of this law, according to the Indiana General Assembly, is the Class B infraction that would be committed when a person consciously sold products containing vitamin E acetate in it. Vitamin E acetate is an additive found most in illicit cannabis-containing vapes that has reportedly caused numerous deaths in the U.S. within recent years. According to a 2018 annual report by the Department of Health, Approximately 3,700 Hoosier youth become regular daily smokers each year. 
Governor Eric Holcomb has been adamant about wanting to raise the state minimum purchase age for Indiana, saying that the federal law is not enough for enforcement. He expresses the need for penalties for minors caught with tobacco products and preventing people to sell to minors. For WFHB, I'm Katrine Bruner.